Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. I mean, think about it. I always. It's already a weird concept for people now to buy bottled water. You know something that I've always thought is hilarious? The brand Evian <laughs> well, is naive, spelled backwards. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that in itself, right, is a mind bender. We could talk about that for a whole fucking... Because bottled water is kind of a ridiculous idea to me, especially now that we live in the day and age of water filters. Like, everybody's got, like, a pure water filter attached to their sink. Or you've got, like, a Brita in your refrigerator that you constantly have to fill up because your water bill is always rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Now keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Preferably less because I've been doing a lot of reading. I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah, I'm back in school and I already spent the last week and a half drowning in white guilt reading it. The first chapter of my one class was called The Racial Nightmare. So, Shit. Education for your ass. But no, like, seriously, though, bottled water, I think it's about time we get rid of that. Everybody, I mean, you can go to Five Below now and get a portable water bottle for the cheap. And like I said, you can even get water bottles now with water filters in them. So, or you could drink city water. Shit will make you strong. I think it's time we say bye to the water bottle or bottled water water because I'm tired of seeing baby turtles choking on shit. <laughs> Let that one sink in. Like the baby turtle sinking in the six pack rings. Mm, I was going to say in my soup. <laughs> I'm just... Fuck turtles, by the way. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's the stance we're going to take today. Fuck turtles. That's I got turned down by University of Maryland twice. Mm. Fuck turtles. I had two terrapins growing up. I had two turtles. They're lovely animals when you take care of them. They can stink, though. Yeah. I'm a Duke fan, actually, because I got turned out. Actually, that's a uh, lie. I'm a Georgetown fan. Uh, but I uh, definitely like... All right, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Calm down. Patrick Ewing, come on. Calm down, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> uh, <sighs> fuck turtles. I was about to be like, I'm fighting for my life. But that's R. Kelly. That wasn't Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, another angry white man. Anyway, some stuff that we're getting Ooh, into Hold on, today. hold on. Here's a title shift for you. If you could recast 12 angry men with <laughs> politicians from today. Bernie Sanders, Ted Cruz. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> AOC. Lindsey Graham. Ooh, ooh, for the inclusivity there. So uh, Bernie Sanders, Brett Kavanaugh, Ted Cruz. Dick Cheney. Isn't Dick Cheney dead? No. No. Are you kidding me? He lives in his underground lair with his fourth <laughs> robotic heart. Uh, Dick Cheney. Oh, then we gotta throw Steve Bannon in there. Sure. This is all just stacking Malia up. Malia Obama. I was gonna say, so far, this is really just stacking up to Malia Obama? Yep. As angry? Not Leslie You gotta Jones. have the young upstart there. Why not Leslie Jones if we go throw an angry black? I mean, I actually have other title shifts, but I was going to wait on those. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Some stuff that we got to talk about this week. 
so uh, there was this little game called the Super Bowl that happened. Ooh, Super Bowl news. Um, big football. Further examples of my belief that the U.S. economy should be based on shiny cardboard. Trump got impeached, but then was acquitted. Mm. The Mandalorian star Gina Carano uh, got canceled. You made a big oof. <laughs> now, that wouldn't have been something we would bother talking about, but there was a twist. What a twist. <laughs> if you can call it a twist. And then, of course, we have our WandaVision updates. We have some news on Hunter x Hunter. Ooh, and Zack Snyder is releasing, re-releasing a shitty movie, but mm. this time even longer. Mm. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where you want to start today? All right, so let's start with the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady now has seven championships. And he made me eat my words, I guess. You know, I definitely was out here talking that cash shit. Like, oh, Tom can't go to another team and do that bullshit. And then he did exactly that. And and I still argue that, you know, that maybe, maybe some strings were pulled, you know, the you know, the NFL trying to remain in the good graces of all the Republican constituents and everything like that. Fuck the game. Let's talk about the important shit. <laughs> so the Super Bowl streaker. Oh my god, you... I Look, alright, explain this to me. Because so the Super Bowl streaker. I just saw this. The guy, the streaker himself, before the game, placed a prop bet yes, at I, plus 750 that there would be a streaker. It cost him $1,000 to get out of jail, and his $50,000 bet netted him $374,000. So. But there's a twist! What a twist! There's a twist to this. I was gonna say, do we think it was worth it? He posted it for the clout too early. And now he's not getting paid. That's what, look, I, that, look, I knew it. I knew it because I was like, that's like rigging the bet, right? Like, you can't, you can't do that. It's like shooting with loaded dice. You can't just roll up in the casino with your own dice and make bets, son. And then you go out and brag like, ha ha, I got over it anyway. Like, what? Why? Why are we clout chasing? God damn, fucking up the bag. Take your take your bag and just walk away from it, man. Right. Right, but you had to let everybody know what kind of a fucking genius you were. Well, shout out to you, genius. You and your big brain. Caution yourself the fucking bag. I knew. I, look. You know what you could have done with that bag? Sponsor this podcast. Shout out to our sponsors. Absolutely no, no. one. Now remember, if you use the promo code not sponsored for shit anywhere at any time, it will not work for anything ever. Time being. Super Bowl streaker. So did you see the um, Nike controversy that Tom Brady brought up? Or that was brought up because of Tom Brady? Him covering the logo? Yeah, did you happen to see? Did you no, watch I the mean, game Why was that a big deal? Why was that a big deal? Well, I think it just has an endorsement deal with another brand, right? Does he? I oh yeah, I guess he's recently un, recently did a deal with Under Armour. So him wearing Nike, but yeah. but then again, that come on, like that goes to the point of these fucking brand deals, right? Where these celebrities sign off on these brand exclusive deals, but they don't even really rock with their brand like that. Look at Shaq. <laughs> I was just watching Wildin' Out where Shaq had these knockoff like. <laughs> Jordan retros on, but they had his Dunkman logo on this shit instead of the Jumpman logo. And I'm like, we see you, Shaquille. 
He's like, why should Jordan be the only face of basketball? I wish, I, I, I hope they do make Kobe the new logo. That would be fitting, honestly. Yeah. I feel like. Which Kobe stance would be the logo, though? I would probably say his... Um, you see how much we care about football, guys? <laughs> I would probably say his under-the-hoop, cross-arm, up-and-under, where he's, like, spinning, and then to the other side of the rim, he's, like, takes both hands and he, like, flips it up. Huh. I thought... I would imagine it would be the stride where he's going up for the layup. That's another good one. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. Rest in peace, football. They got to do something to stay relevant. I don't know. I heard the uh, halftime show was decent. I mean, it it had a it had a great gif come out of it, where the weekend's walking through the tunnel and he looks all fucking lost. I feel like that was from. I thought that was from the music video. That nope, they did that was it. from the halftime show. Uh, and people were posting it with like when you lose your mom in the grocery store. Oh yeah, I saw those. Gifs. I saw all of that shit. But. So the Super Bowl came, went, whatever. We don't really care about football here. Basketball, <laughs> on the other hand. Yeah, I was going to say, any basketball updates? Um, Jason Jason Tatum is... Uh, the Celtics lost to the Wizards, man. Like, shit. Yikes. And I saw this meme on Instagram, and it was Jason Tatum's face on Aang from Avatar, and they were just like, just when the Celtics needed him most, he vanished. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. That's uh, fucked up. It sucks. The Lakers are still really good. LeBron's still really good at basketball. AD went out actually last night with an Achilles injury that he's going to get MRIs on. Shit. Those fucking ankle injuries, man. Oh, even worse, the Achilles. Yeah, I mean, same thing, right? Like, the general area is never good. I'm glad you didn't say same difference. I got on Periwinkle so bad the other, like, like two weeks ago for saying same difference, and I was like, What's it wrong with means same? nothing! It doesn't mean anything! Yeah, yeah, I used to feel the same way. Like, exactly what does that mean when you reference same difference? Like, it's similarly different from... I, what? It means, it's like, are you comparing them both to a third-party item that is unknown? Like, you know, a wolf and a fox are the same different from your Michelob Ultra Seltzer. Well, they're both dogs, and speaking of and dogs... And that's a can of booze water. <laughs> but speaking of dogs... DMX made his return to Drink Champs recently, Nori's podcast, where he announced that he's got some uh, new music coming forward. Really? Coming forward. Yeah, where he uh, was touting features from, you know, the Griselda artist, Westside Gun. You listen to old DMX, it's real fucking problematic, though. I just, I don't know why I blanked just now on everybody else in Griselda. Goddamn, it's so terrible. I hear Griselda, and I think of the Beowulf story. No, no. Even though his name was in Griswold, no, something no. Wasn't it Grendel? That was it. It was Grendel. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But Griselda, the niggas from Buffalo who have been really like reviving like that grimy New York style like gutter rap music. Give Benny the Butcher his credit. There you go, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Conway the Machine, all of them niggas. You know, DMX got features with them coming up on his new album. He also said he's got a Pop Smoke feature on there, which I thought was uh, you know, pretty 
tight before his untimely death. So, new music from DMX on the way. Uh, also... X gonna give it to you! Also, Jay-Z is cited to be dropping a new track with a Nipsey Hussle feature. On the same day, Nas <laughs> is dropping a track. <laughs> Again. Yeah, always. Always. Them two, even though they not beefing, they steadily slow... They, 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 they still beefing. Taking slight subliminal jabs at each other. Like, how petty like can we be? Like, they're cordial at award shows. How petty can we be? I mean, this nigga Jay pulled the ultimate boss move and then, you know, fucking hired... Ooh, excuse me. Hired, D, hired Nas to come be, like, head A&R over at Def Jam. <laughs> to ultimately sign that nigga. Which is still wild to me because I still feel like... To just be like, I'm literally your boss? Overall, Nas still has the number one headband. So, we're gonna have to have that argument one day. I feel like we're gonna need to bring two other people on with us to have that too. I feel like every time we do have this discussion, I always change who has the number one headband in my brain. But it's still. I think at one point you even gave it to Andre. I can't give it to Andre. It's an honorable mention, but I still can't. Like, in my head, ultimately, it's between, like, Nas, Lupe Fiasco. I think Royce I heard that Jay Z said that Lupe Fiasco is the greatest rapper ever, and like Busta Rhymes, but that's like when we talk record sales and shit like that. Like I had to stop the other day and seriously consider the fact that Drake has had a extremely long run. If you consider like general relevancy in music, and it doesn't feel that way. But yeah, he's been. I remember Drake tracks coming out in high school. Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, 10 years, yo. Longer than 10 years. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, so Static Shock is on HBO Max now, following a new redesign. It's pretty dope. My man has the, uh... So is it, like, new Static Shock? No, no, but, um... Image Comics, I believe it's Image Comics. Uh, I'll probably get grilled for this, but just announced the new partnership with DC. So I, I don't know if you know, but Image Comics is where Static comes from, along with other characters like Icon. So Image Comics was the black, like Marvel DC, like it was black owned. They had a lot of like. A, you ever heard of Trill Squad? I think I have. Instagram. Uh, I mean, it's they're trying to get like a a cartoon made for it, but it's yeah. the think like Boondocks, but the Boondocks beats Justice League. Yeah, I feel like I saw. I almost feel like I saw Fifty Cent is behind the production on that. It's pretty hilarious. So, but Image Comics, they had a partnership with DC because they were a black-owned, like person of color-oriented kind of like comic book production company so clearly they've been around for a while if oh, they yeah. were the ones that made static yeah and it was through their partnership with dc that we got the static shock cartoon and i think we've talked about on the pod before how important of a show static shock is well that in itself plays into the importance of it was milestone comics not image i don't know why i was thinking image but yeah, Milestone Comics was important in itself because it gave us, like, you know, answers to, like, a black Superman and, like, 
they had LGBTQ characters and stuff like that before, you know, when Marvel was using white allegory X-Men <laughs> to tell stories that would be relevant to the struggles of people, I mean, persons of color. We, I think you would agree with me. Stan Lee was writing it for the predominantly well, white audience for them to understand it. But that's exactly, yeah, the point. And it's like, you know, while we had those allegories, it was nice to actually have comics to be able to relate to. This actually brings me up. So I, one of my assignments for my English class, um, we had to proofread uh, people in our group's papers. And one of them was doing it on LGBTQ plus representation. And they were like, people have these misconceptions about it. And these are the things that are really bad. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, legitimately, I'm like, well, I mean, if these, like, subtle nods to this person's sexuality are done, but that's not, like, acceptable, then what are good examples of representation? And it just, like, the whole paper just seems very, like, doom and gloom and, like, kicking right in through the door. And he goes, like, I'm going to teach you a lesson, but I don't have, I haven't said what the lesson is. So, like, let's take, like, I brought up Icon, right? Icon was a fictional superhero appearing in comic books published by DC, one of the headlining characters introduced by Milestone Media in the 90s. He was an alien from a different planet, right, who crash-landed in the American South. And he was discovered by a slave woman, so to assimilate with the creatures on that planet, he immediately took the form of like the first thing that discovered him, which was a black woman. So he took the form of a little black child and was raised by this black slave woman. So he inherently was aware of the struggles faced by like black people in America at the time, but being almost, I guess, not immortal but like invulnerable to like aging and stuff like that he grew up with a different perspective than i guess most at the time had in like the 90s when he was introduced so his character is a republican right all right (laughs) he's a black republican character and it takes his i think he ends up becoming a lawyer and it takes his assistant, who is a black woman, to convince him to fight crime when she finds out he has, like, superpowers and shit like that. Because he doesn't even, like, readily care to fight crime (laughs) being a Republican. He's just out to protect his own. Yeah. And that's, like, some of the characters that Milestone Comics introduced with different perspectives and different stories being told. Which is why I think it's cool that And I think it's extremely important, especially now in today's day and age, that DC is taking a second look at Milestone Comics characters and helping to bring them back into the spotlight. Speaking of bringing characters back, you sent me some news that I got very excited over. Ooh, which was that? Because, you know, I send you all kinds of Hunter x Hunter's return? Oh, yeah. Yep. You sent me an article. I don't know if you actually read the article. I didn't read it. I kind of so, was hoping you one of, did. One of the two voice actresses who play... Well, both voice actresses who play Gon and Killua posted on Instagram. And they were like, 
back in the recording studio with my partner working on that project. <laughs> That's how they said it? <laughs> so it's finally happening. It's... That's that's a How pretty obvious. 2011. 2011 is when it came out. Oh, is when it came out. I think so, it ended in like 2015. Okay, so it's been like a solid six years that everybody's been waiting. Yeah, and I mean, like I've said this before, like I'm fine with how Hunter ended. Like, if they're not gonna make any more episodes, I'm fine with how it ended. Mm. Mm. It could have been better, but I'm I accept it. It's not bad, by any means. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. I guess that's it. <laughs> that's how it ended? It wasn't fulfilling at all? It no, I mean, was... like, it was, it was like, yeah, Gon meets his dad at the end. Oh, okay, so he did. He, like, he does meet his dad, but so it's like... So the ultimate arc was complete. Yeah, but at the end, it was like, oh, okay, he met his dad. That's, that's it. <laughs> mm. Like I said, I'm fine with it. Like the story concluded, it just it, there was so clearly so much more they could have done. So I'm looking at the article now, and it doesn't, you know, they're being the two actresses are being very vague with everything. So it no say that they are actually working on Hunter Hunter, but it's. Look, I know it's, it's actually obvious, Hunter Hunter, yeah. but I say Hunter x Hunter for the people who are unindoctrinated. Oh, well, I wasn't even going there. I was just saying, like, you know, they're not specifically saying that this is what they are working on, but it's kind of obvious. It's pretty obvious. That that's what they're working on. But, um... I mean, there's definitely enough... Do you see what, like, what... So There's definitely enough chapters of the manga to continue the series... For at least a decent amount of time. That's what I was getting ready to say. So what kind of, like, stories do you think they would tell if Gon has already met his dad? Well, so... There's this thing called the uh, the Dark Continent. Okay. Which is, like, it just dwarfs the entire power level of... Like, you think... It's basically Australia on crack. Everything is trying to kill you. Everything is trying to kill you. Mm. Uh, and you also find out that the known world to them is actually in the middle of a lake. Oh, so it's kind of like Attack on Titan a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but they know of the Dark Continent. Okay. Like, they know, yeah, of, they it, know but of it. But there's only like four or five people in the known world that have gone there and come back. Right, right. So everything that in their known existence actually exists in a small, isolated, remote area and there's a whole, like... Big-ass lake. Hmm. Because, I mean, if you look at the world map of Hunter Hunter x Hunter, it's just all the continents, like, rearranged and twisted. Damn, I've never actually... Yeah, like... it's, it's really just the world map, like, rearranged and twisted. And then there's just a massive amount of water on all sides. Shit. Well, I mean, if they've got more story to tell and they're not just kind of, like... Yeah, no, they definitely do. They have, they have the Dark Continent arc... And then they have the um, succession arc, but it's also been over a year since Tagashi released the new chapter of Hunter Hunter. So, speaking of succession, though, Claudia Conway is steadily trying to overshadow her mom. 
Oh, right, yeah, I remember that. Kellyanne Conway's yep. daughter. You know, the last thing I heard about her is... Uh, Live streaming the argument with, like, her mom being like, Why would you do that? Well, there were actual, like, child abuse allegations, like, being put forward against Kellyanne Conway. That doesn't like, surprise they had, me. Like, apparently they had gotten into, like, a really bad fight. I think the police were called... Kellyanne Conway reminds me of, like... She makes me think that I'm like, you know what? You're like Brie Vandekamp if you kept drinking. Shit. Shit. Who's to say she's not? But, um... Did that one go over your head? Yeah, a little bit. Brie Vandekamp is one of the Desperate Housewives. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's why I went over. I mean, I I've even seen watched... that series twice through. I'm I was going to say, I even watched a couple of episodes. I've seen the whole series fucking twice through. It's, it's, it's really good TV. Damn. It honestly is really good TV. Well, speaking of really good TV <laughs> and Claudia Conway, she just had an American Idol audition. How'd that go? Oh, I sent you the video. It was okay. And even she admitted that, you know, she wasn't happy about her American Idol audition. But she made it through with uh, votes from Katy Perry and uh, Lionel Richie, who I believe is a host on there now. So it's... All night long, all night. The hosts now are Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and some country singer. I forget who. Blake Shelton? No, it's Luke something. Uh, Luke Perry, got it. <laughs> That's who I wanted to say, but I was like, no, that is totally the dude from Nine Friends. Oh, right no, here. 90210. Damn it. You're Damn thinking it. of Matthew Perry. Damn it. You're getting your, you're getting your generic white people you confused. Up, <laughs> you white, you bet Affleck. But yeah, no, her American Idol audition was, it was okay. You know, is she not a bad singer, but... I don't see her making it past round three. That's just me being objective, guys. I'm not even trying to be mean. Yeah. Right? Like, but I do feel like, speaking of secession, you know, she may have used her clout to... Yup. <laughs> garner some... You notice a uh, elbow theme on some of our topics over the past couple of weeks. We were trying to be cohesive, you know. <laughs> Give some kind of form to the madness that is this flood. Speaking of madness and cohesiveness, mm. let me give you something that is totally mad and not cohesive at all. Oh shit. I came up with some title shift. What? What the fuck? John McClain and John McCain. Really? <laughs> John McLean from Die Hard and John McCain, the senator. I don't... I actually don't... I feel like movie. Die Hard is the exact same, same. movie. Yeah, I, I don't... I just want to know movie. what John McCain is like as a senator. More grumpy than fucking Bruce Willis. Endless sound bites. And I feel like John McCain is it would definitely be, It would be not... like an unhinged Al Franken. <sighs> Man, what I wouldn't do for Al Franken in the Senate right now. It was just weird to even think that, like, Al Franken was a fucking senator. Like, I, how crazy is that? Could you just imagine him on the floor while Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham are doing this bullshit, like... Drawing on his notepad and then just holding it up to the camera, like... Come on, man. We need, we need that. 
Uh, it's just, no, don't even get me started on our self-policing versus their, like, ingrandizing, like, delusion. I feel like John McCain and Die Hard is a shorter movie and more people die. Yeah, because there's no way he's shimmying through that fucking, those ventilators. Not only that, but he doesn't have time for quick (laughs) one-liners. No, it'll definitely look more like... Or, or, this is gonna get us cancelled, but he gets captured. I was gonna say, it'll look more like a Clint Eastwood movie. Wanda Maximoff. And Wanda Sykes. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of... Now, I'm really only interested in Wanda Sykes as Wanda Maximoff. It's just a more sassy version of Wanda. Like, I'm pretty with sure a bit she more would... like agency. Also, just like questioning. I feel like Wanda Sykes as Wanda Maximoff would like break the fourth wall. I'm now. I'm just trying like she to would imagine. just like look at the camera and be like, "You see this shit?" A lot, a lot. Do All you right. Know what kind of shit I do? Now I'm just imagining Elizabeth Olsen doing stand-up comedy, right? Like... I feel like it'd be cringe. Exactly. (laughs) It'd be like watching Michael Sarah movies. Or... Anyway, here's the next one. Let's see if you can guess who the second person is. Denzel Washington and... Denzel Curry? George Washington. Oh. Are you serious? (laughs) This, that's not even a serious one. <laughs> you were just like, ooh, what if Denzel Washington was the first president? <laughs> what if George Can Washington was Alonzo in Trading Day? Clearly, the more important switch here is Denzel Washington as the first president, right? Can you imagine how that changes? Everything? The, yes. The entire, like, ideology of this country. Not only that, I don't think Britain tries again. Or slavery becomes a thing. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Or what if slavery does become a thing? (laughs) Oh, man. Then Denzel Washington would be like Clayton Bigsby from the Chappelle Show skit? (sighs) Or what if he just owns a bunch of white Irish slaves? And everybody around him owns, like, black slaves, but... (laughs) You fuck around and get lost on Denzel's plantation. Uh, why? Why 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 do you propose these title shifts to me? I have one more. Oh my god. Go for it. Joe Rogan. And Joe Mama? It's like no. And Joe Pesci. Same movie. Same podcast. Good good fellas. Same movie, same podcast. I don't know. I feel like Joe Rogan would be like, if Goodfellas, they're all about to go wax at people. He'd be like, wait a second, man. Like, why don't we just like smoke for a minute? Relax. I have some some deer jerky. Yeah, nah. I still imagine that Joe Rogan is pretty angry, especially when he doesn't get his daily like six joints (laughs) (laughs) before breakfast. Come on, and it's still the same podcast except for Joe Pesci yells at the guest more. (laughs) Are you fucking serious? Whose fucking idea was it to bring this guy on as a guest? Who are you? (laughs) I don't even know you. Ben Shapiro. 
That's a really good transition. Get this fucking jerk off out of here. No, seriously, get Ben Shapiro all the way out of here. Get Gina Carano or whatever the fuck her name is all the way out of here. Super canceled. So we weren't even going to bother talking about this I'm Gina Carano even, person. Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, not even we in the weren't. realm of canceling Like, people, she just got right? canceled because, you know, you kn Republicans are not dealing with Nazi Germany prejudice. You're not. I'm sorry. You're getting trolled. Except for... She she is getting opportunities, just like the fucking country singer who called his friend the N-word. His record sales went I saw up. this meme, and they were like... It's failing up. They were like, uh, Gina Carano got prosecuted or persecuted for her uh, racist... Her racist... Uh, no. Gina Carano got uh, canceled for her Republican views. And the meme was like, Oh, what kind of Republican views? And the person was like, oh, you know the ones. <laughs> so for our listeners who may not be familiar with the subject, can you please tell them what it is exactly that she said? So Gina Carano, also known as the uh, the badass and the badass girl in Mandalorian. The badass girl in Mandalorian. The, the former um, Alderaan soldier. Not respecting her agency at all. But should we, though? <laughs> she uh, basically said that the backlash that Republicans get in, on social media is what it felt like to be a Jewish person in Nazi Germany. She said some other wild shit, too, comparing... I don't know. She was, like, comparing, like, the vaccinations to, like, the Holocaust or some wild shit like that. Like... It just, yeah, she had that. that Sometimes you just don't have to tweet, people. You know, she had that affliction they all have, of, you know, saying the quiet parts out loud. That's like the trend now that their president and or their the office of the former president. <laughs> it's the precedent set by the office of the former president. president. Exactly. Uh, and they get mad every time they get checked for this shit. And... Here is another example of them getting themselves. It's like, I always said, Donald was like reverse psychology, like doing this. They were like projecting, right? When he was like, I'm draining the swamp. He was helping all of the nasty swamp monsters expose themselves so we could drain the swamp. <laughs> and here they are outside of the political spectrum, just exposing themselves for the hate-fueled sacks of pus that they are. So we weren't going to talk about this at all, because, I mean, fuck her. What is, yeah, but the reason I wanted to bring this up was because she then signed a deal to produce a film at Ben Shapiro's studio. Another hate-fueled sack of pus. And she said, this is just the beginning of the revolution. They've been clamoring for this fucking revolution. And I, I, wrote, I wrote underneath of it, uh, this week at Dorsey's. Ever since Doomsday Preppers came out, right? Like, ever since Doomsday Preppers was a thing, these motherfuckers have been like, it's coming. It's coming. Alex Jones out there, you guys get ready for it. Before you know it, they'll be showing up to your doorsteps with the Humvees. All frogs are gay. After they've taken your guns away. Fuck Ben Shapiro. But all of this goes into what will 
you know, we'll talk about a little bit later, but it's all about, you know, the social responsibility and the social consciousness, man. It's like we were talking about off mic before we started. This social media is like an office party nobody wants to be at. And trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. <laughs> everybody's, you know, gone off and formed their own little cliques in the party, but you can still get in fucking trouble for what you say here, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop sipping on that fucking punch, man, because y'all niggas is getting a little bit too loose in the neck with the tie, and you start flying off at the gib, and you, like, saying shit that people are going to check you for now. Yup. And on uh, the internet, it's never deleted. This ain't the fucking 70s anymore, man. You can't just say what you want to anybody and feel emboldened like and that's what it is they feel emboldened to speak that fucking rotten hate from deep down in their gullet yep they feel like it's part of their free speech i should be able to vocalize how much i dislike somebody and yeah in all fairness you should but (laughs) The free market, as you will, will judge you for it. Actually, there's something relevant that I saw a friend of mine share on Facebook earlier. We might just go into it right now. He got a post from four years ago reported, and it was a Mickey Mickey Mouse statue doing the Nazi salute. Uh, but why did he see this goes into that sketchy territory we were talking about like you can only be so into like gore before I start to question like your choices as a person you can only be so into World War 2 before you start to question like how much of a Nazi <laughs> now a you also have to remember that four years ago is round about the time that well no when it, all the nazis started to feel it no when when uh disney bought lucasfilm that's fair that's fair i mean south park was making a bunch of you know so Mickey i mean Mouse like the it, the, the point joke. of the meme is the imperialistic nature of disney's business practice oh yeah no absolutely we're sitting here calling it out- makes me just go what is satire for a hundred alex Yes, obviously, in this case, right? But fascists have also been known to use satire as a means of disguise. So you always... Now we but have seeing to question, this, also from four years ago, yeah. this is the point where it makes me I go... I get the point. We're kind of getting into some sketchy territory here. I mean, I get the point, right? Because I totally agree. As we are sitting here calling out these tech companies for their monopolistic tendencies, nobody is looking at Disney. And Disney owns the History Channel, they own ESPN, they own what fucking ABC, ABC. they own Marvel, they own Lucasfilms. Like, yeah, like, that's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of the fucking, the TV market. Think about the percentage of just pop culture that is owned by Disney. That's my, like, media, the media scope in general, right, is in its sense just as bad as, like, the 
industrial era like industries were like big steel and all that shit oil and banking and all that shit it, you look at media and it's like yeah most tv even though like it's all 800 channels and shit is still all owned by what like three four companies at the end of the day yeah it's pretty ridiculous you have like comcast warner disney um and there's a, a company that starts with an a Viacom. Viacom, that was the one. Yeah, it is Viacom. Yeah, Viacom owns, like, everything. But I want to say, isn't Viacom owned by Comcast now? Maybe I'm wrong about that, right? But people are becoming more aware. No, they're not. Uh, I will say, nowadays, I... I will rewrite a tweet before I delete a tweet. I feel like... It's beneficial to scrub your social media every now and again anyway, right? Even though... But I mean as a practice, like it's a... Yeah, I, I do. I feel like it's good to scrub that shit because a lot of the times, especially with Twitter, right? Because Twitter is just a stream of consciousness. You post shit when... How often do you post when you're fucking drunk? right and you say some shit that you thought was funny when you were drunk and then four years from now you're going back and you're reading that shit and you're like uh, i guess that picture of you're like you're just like why do i sound like Jaden smith yeah you're like that picture of mickey mouse i tweeted doing the fucking hitler salute seems kind of cringe in retrospect yeah i definitely know there's some some uh some dark fucking humor on my timeline somewhere i mean a lot of song lyrics. A lot of song lyrics. Yes. Yeah. You be in modes, right? You be in moods where... And even comedians go through these, like, hateful phases, right? Where they're feeling dark and depressed and a lot of their jokes are slightly, like, off-putting because of the state of mind that they're in. And they'll tell That's you something we're going to go more in-depth well, yeah, two weeks from now. I keep wanting to talk about, like, you know, the spectrum of comedy and its influence, but that's a discussion for another Two weeks time. from now right now but it all plays into this social responsibility right and like where do we draw the line between you being socially responsible and the internet being too pc <sighs> all right so i will say that that meme is definitely in the gray zone for me well you know the taking it back to gina carano or whatever because it's like, like the republicans feel like they're being um persecuted for their belief system and it's like when when do you accept that you're wrong right like even if the these strong ideals or you know these loose ideals strongly held yeah when do you accept the fact that maybe i'm the one in the wrong that's a uh, hard thing for people to do Exactly. That's a really hard thing for people to do. Exactly. And we're I, sitting I, here. I have learned to do it over the years. And we're sitting here expecting people who, upon like looking at the things that they tweet out and that they post, it's like, yeah, how do these people even have like the jobs that they have? But we expect them to like self police, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like, you can see that a lot of these people arguing these positions aren't educated in these things you know we've got people who sit online all day and argue that vaccines are a government plot to like call humanity into submission 
and they're basing these claims off of you know things that may have some actual basis but they're like one-offs and stuff like that yeah you know they'll take a study where they see that xanax was given to uh the jews in the concentration camps to keep them calm and docile and they'll be like and that's why they're pumping mercury into the vaccines and it's like whoa that's a stretch out of yeah like you just went and uh, bibbity-bobbity bounced the fuck far away. We have people who know nothing about chemistry, nothing about, uh, you know, pandemic response and all that, critiquing actual doctors and shit who have spent time and effort and money into perfecting... But no, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. Exactly. Exactly. We've got these... What, what should we call them? These internet experts i guess for lack of a better term arguing with people with actual scholars and shit it's so it's like i saw something the other day that was saying we are no longer in the age of information we are in the age of belief because it's all about what you believe facts are now arbitrary and i don't know if that's the fault of the internet or if it's just humanity's fault because we do exist in the age of information where all of this shit is at your fingertips. All of this shit is at your well, fingertips. Well, one of the things that You I've... can learn how to bake a cake and do quantum physics in the same fucking afternoon if you're dedicated <laughs> right? Like, bake a cake from scratch and, you know, tie that into string theory. I heard a really bad joke one time, but I'm going to tell it anyway. If... Your shoelaces always become untied, but your headphones always become knotted up. Why don't we use headphones as shoelaces and shoelaces as headphones? I call this string theory. I'll take what is a dad joke for 200 Alex. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. But bringing it back to social responsibility, at what point do we have to take responsibility for our ignorance? Uh, Well, definitely at the point where it endangers others. But look at the Capitol riots. Yes. (laughs) Donald Trump was acquitted. Yeah. Acquitted. We're not going to really go into that. None of us are surprised by that. I think we should go into it, right? Because it calls into a question another important thing, which is our duty our responsibility as american citizens right like it was majorly decided that donald trump was guilty oh yeah but 57 to 43 but because it was not what a two-thirds majority vote yeah he was acquitted so once again as with his first election right he lost the popular vote but won on a technicality on a technicality. <laughs> the founders, if, the founders of the Constitution on, certainly on, no. didn't see this level of partisanship. Let up. me let me fuck your mind real quick. If Logan Paul beats Floyd Mayweather on a technicality, how pissed do you think everybody would be? Not as pissed as Floyd. How pissed do you think everybody would be? We'd be loving. Nobody would accept that, right? But here we are in a state where 
because of the pandemic, because of cultural climate exhaustion, we as American people are like, fuck it, what else did you expect? Yeah. We are so desensitized and we are so disengaged. That an impeachment trial is like passing news. Not even the impeachment trial. The fact that the impeachment trial was won on a technicality. We're not shocked. I don't even think people are grasping like the concept of what is happening here. This is why we can't get things done. Facts. This is why we cannot function under the same structure and system of government that we have functioned for the last, what, 305, what, something years? Uh, it's like 250-something years. Yeah, so around about 300. That's why, that's why this moment is important. Because, once again, like I said previously, what Donald Trump has done has taken the American government system and has put a microscope on all of the glaring faults that have been so easily ignored because politics is usual. Politics is boring. Donald Trump's pageantry has put a spotlight on the failing and crumbling system of government that we operate under. Facts. The GME shit, like the GameStop shit, put a glaring, like, because we're all stuck inside right now. We have the time with the internet and the exposure here to look at all of the glaring faults in our way of life and really, like, what the fuck are we doing with it? Well, all of those, like, glaring holes, you know what? You can always fill it up with water. Here with the, the flood. flood. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, yo, bringing it back to social responsibility. That's the problem with the fucking internet. The age of information. So much information is out there. We don't know what to do with it. Niggas is baking cakes and contemplating the idea that the earth is flat. <laughs> All in the same afternoon. You're learning how to homebrew beer and overthrow the government and nobody knows what the fuck to do with this shit. Meanwhile, listening to Kanye West rant on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, and every time you get like fed up, what do you do? You know, you turn on and I'm not like, I'm not faulting anybody for turning Netflix and trying to tune this shit out because it's overwhelming. Yeah. It is entirely overwhelming. Absolutely. Especially when you're stuck in the middle of this fucking pandemic and you don't know if the, you're sitting back, you're watching all this shit happening and you don't know if the country is even going to make it by the time they find a fucking cure. That's why people is fucking offing themselves, yo. The suicide rate is out the fucking roof right now. It's bananas. <laughs> you know who I was thinking about hitting up for a sponsorship? BetterHelp. You know that one that does like the online counseling? Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, but that's why we're trying to, you know, make things more cohesive for you guys so we can get some better help <laughs> not just mentally but financially as we're all hoping for as they steadily keep trying to reel back oh the... i didn't tell you this speaking of trying to get that bag so periwinkle 
messaged me yesterday, and he was like... Oh, are we allowed to talk about this on mic? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he messaged me yesterday, and he was like, I made chocolate-covered strawberries, and we're gonna go peddle them in downtown Annapolis. Hey, <laughs> yo, that is such a Valentine's Day hustle. Yep. I'm all for it. Yep. I'm all for it. Look, you gotta do that kind of shit now. And like you got to do that kind of shit now. One of the things that he, I was like, I, he needs. Some, he was like, I need some good lines, and I was just like, cash rules everything around me. Cream, it's the berry. Double dipped in chalk, y'all. Mm. Why are you not working for an advertisement agency somewhere? <laughs> Come on, guys. That's what the fuck. Cupid look. was busy, so he sent us chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> Man. Man, I'm just—I mean, but look, I, am I am I breaking Doc here, or like, do you feel do you feel what I'm saying? Cause we talking about. No, I definitely get what you're saying. With like, just they tweet instead of screaming into a pillow now. Yo, it's just like, but at what point? How do we begin to check ourselves? Because then when. We started to try and check ourselves. It developed its, into its own like monster culture, and now everybody is afraid of the PC police, and they don't want to be canceled. Like it's being canceled is a brand now. Like you can say, "I got canceled." Come Look at Gina Carano. Yo, it's the new band from TV, son. Like, <laughs> Louis C.K. banned from TV. Too hot for television. Gina Carano, too hot for television. Come on, Ben Shapiro, get the fuck out of here, man. That's all the fuck it is. Instead of in the, and what makes me mad is the people on the right don't see the branding in front of their face. Like they're falling into the shit. Like yeah, they're finally saying the shit that I want to say, and it's like. Do you not understand that they're just playing you idiots like a fiddle? Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call people who have opposite opinions from me idiots, but what you're afraid to say out loud is you don't think Monique should be allowed to, you know, wear her hair that way, or you don't think Laverne should be able to use the bathroom of her choice. But then maybe you should check yourself why do you feel that way i mean we've been down this road before yep. but it's still all reflection is important social responsibility social responsibility mixed with self-awareness but that's the point we've got people checking other people's privilege and other people's responsibility without being self-aware right because then you do have you know the people the white flight people or you know the white savior people coming out and championing causes nobody was worried about right like <laughs> what's the joke ain't nobody worried about black people and edward and uh edward scissorhands or whatever oh god what is that director damn i fucked that joke all the way up <laughs> you making me feel like i'm alone here like i just i feel like I mean, this is like your your mountain that you wanted to really talk on. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to let him, I'm going to let him preach. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break and then we'll get back to wrap this up and then get back into some more headlines. Break.
we get the YouTube thing. You, you tricky dick. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, that's not even, that's, I mean, that's even a fair conversation even just to have. Like, you know, we do want to try to be informed and informative. Here, and we're trying to help you guys be decisive with the kind of information that you're digesting. And we like to have... The alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we like to correct ourselves when we wrong. We have a couple Lighthouse updates. Oh, okay. And then we'll get back into the discussion, though, because I feel like it's worth fleshing out a little bit more. Yeah, these are quick. Okay. So there is a five-year gap between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that's right. The Vice President lives at the Naval Absor- Observatory. Oh, okay. Not in the White House. Aw. Damn. <laughs> Damn for those odd couple fantasies. And uh, Journey is from San Francisco. Yeah, I knew it. I come on. <laughs> Isn't the song about San Francisco? Who cares? It's Journey. Anyway, anyway. I'm sorry for all you Journey fans. I'm gonna shit on that band relentlessly. That's us being, and that's us being socially responsible. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing everybody a favor. We're doing our part. <laughs> To course correct here because Fuck Ben Shapiro and Journey sucks. <laughs> and reality TV ruined the world and it, American yes. economy should be based on cardboard. And it is based on cardboard. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that after we uh, round up this social media thing a little bit. Everything more. is subjective now, and that's the point, right? Like that's when we slipped from the age of information into the age of belief. There is so much information that information is subjective. You have to remember that there is a difference between someone's opinion and someone's belief. You can change somebody's opinion, but, but when it, it's grounded into a belief, they're set. What point does opinion become belief? Because we are only, what, like a thousand years removed from the sun revolving around Once somebody Earth. has their island, it is a belief. We exist on an island on a planet full of water. What are you talking about? Everybody is staking their flags in the ground now for what is to be the new normal. That's why we follow this shit out with none of this is normal, right? Because it that's the time period we exist in. We did, I, 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 at this point, I really feel like we did slip into some kind of fucking alternate reality in 2012 and nobody realized it. They shot Harambe and he landed on a butterfly. 2016. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we debate between whether it was Harambe or Kobe. 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 Kobe! <laughs> Nigga, it's ridiculous, right? Like, there are people you can't even have discussions with, like, about actual policy concerns anymore. My mom. In, in the actual Senate, because they believe in things... <laughs> Like flat Earth and the protocols of Zion. <laughs> yeah. What? Come on, fam. Come on. How are we supposed to get climate change taken care of? How, Sway? Wait 30 years. You don't have the answers. No. Oh my God. In 30 years, we it'll could be, be fucked. We could be living through the fucking Turner Diaries. Are you serious? <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about a biological clock here. I'm talking about an entire generation dying, if anybody hasn't picked up on that. Yeah, but that entire generation has inspired a generation. Like, the fucking domestic terrorists aren't these 50-year-olds and shit. I mean, a decent amount of them are, but they're training 
30 year olds 20 year olds i mean they can still do damage yo it's they're still doing marjorie taylor green isn't fucking old enough to call crazy aunt mary joe there was one time i was talking to my mom for like a half second i can't even remember how the topic came oh it was the gamestop stuff and she was going off and saying how all of these wall street people need to get you know taken down and then she was like now if you do you may not like trump but he did and i was like mom stop I'm like, Mom, he started an insurrection on the Capitol. I wish you guys could see how I looked at him just now. I was like, Mom, he started an insurrection on the Capitol. She was like, oh, like, people like me? I'm like, well, were you going to go to the Capitol? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, then not people like you. Uh, And she's like, but it was Antifa. I'm like, bye. Right. Walked out the door. I was like, I can't even do this. I I started the, like, fucking countdown clock as soon as that shit happened because I was waiting to hear the spin on Fox News about how this was all Antifa and it was really Antifa that killed. Notice I saw somebody pointed out the other day on Twitter, I guess. Blue Lives Matter crowd has been really quiet about that cop that died. Yep. No vigils, no like, you know, GoFundMe campaigns for his family, justice for so-and-so. I don't even know his name. Rest in peace to the dude. I mean... When the Blue Lives Matter crowd and the don't tread on me crowd have to choose between the two. I'm trying to, look, that's a perfect example of how this is all fucking perfect marketing, right? Like this is just propaganda marketing. They put this shit in front of your face and they blast to y'all that that's what the fuck they care about. But did Fox News run a segment on that dude? Did they have a moment of silence for the fallen officer? Like, I'm just asking, I don't know. Somebody please let me know because what we talking about here, Social fucking responsibility. You You know know what's not socially responsible? Killing people! No, Fox News is not fucking socially responsible. No, absolutely not. Their fucking commentators go on every night and they spout these fucking insane theories and propaganda. To stoke fear and anger. Exactly. To sell to sell their products for their sponsors and shit. I, it's it's wild that people, you know, devote so much time to exposing, like, you know, Antifa and the crazy left and the Joe Biden China train and all this shit, but they can't see the fucking propaganda being put in front of their face on Fox News. That's why when, like, I have discussions with right-wing people, you know, just trying to understand the, like, mind frame that they come from, they always try to, you know, attack you like, oh, what do you, like, watch Fox or MSNBC and shit? And I'm like, no, I can see the spin there, too. Like, that's, that's the point. Like, and they don't, once you disarm that argument, they don't have place. You try to get an argument and... That's where you have to respond. Look, I am a journalist. It's objective, not subjective. Like you have to, there's there's the difference in like why language is important, right? Because you have to be able to consume both sides now in order to come to an objective truth. And that is our responsibility. And it's hard, right? Because with everything else that we have to face you know you got people working 60 to 80 hour jobs just to feel comfortable and then you want them to come home and digest all of this propaganda to discern some kind of truth behind it all and it's like nah fuck that i'd rather just watch game of thrones <laughs> like, no i just want to watch sports fuck i mean basketball is really fun to watch and it's comfort. We need to find comfort in something, and everybody is trying to find comfort in a new belief system. 
and nobody is looking for the objective truth anymore. You know where a lot of people try to find comfort? Where? In nostalgia. I mean, well, let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something. The nostalgia boom strikes again. Ooh. So Pokemon has a 25th anniversary Happy Meal at McDonald's where they have special edition cards in them. These cards are worth (laughs) it. Like, each pack has, like, at least a $10 card in it. So people are going to McDonald's and buying out entire stocks (laughs) of Happy Meal containers. You see, this is what we do. There are people that are buying countless things of Happy Meals, and they're they're giving them to homeless people. But there are also people in McDonald's who are selling, like, full crates of it, meaning that they never even got to the store. I don't understand us sometimes. (laughs) I don't. I can't even pretend to understand. I guess because people figure, you know, you the most expensive Beanie Baby, right, is a Beanie Baby that was found in a McDonald's Happy Meal. And that's what makes it so rare, right, is it was only released for the Happy Meal. I actually looked this up recently. The, uh, the most expensive card from the McDonald's Yu-Gi-Oh card run. See? Was only like 30 bucks. Oh. But that's also because Yu-Gi-Oh is fucking stupid. It's probably also not the rarest Yu-Gi-Oh card. No. It just so happened that that McDonald's Beanie Baby but was I mean, the each rarest of these Beanie Baby. It, it's, if you buy a Happy Meal and then sell the card, you profit. It's straight up. You just buy a Happy Meal for $5 and you sell the card for $10. At least. It's like the fucking sneaker market. <laughs> Niggas isn't even buying the sneakers to fucking wear them, yo. They're buying them to, like, sell them, upsell them shit. Like I said, people it's, are doing that with magic. The American, the, the American economy the American? needs to be based on shiny cardboard. Or sneakers. Both. Uh, Just that, give, like, give somebody a pair of, like, galaxy foams in a box lined with, like, with Pokemon cards. Yo. America's economy is based on grifting, son. You literally, like, I'm over here, I'm thinking about it, right? Like, even if you look at the debt culture, right? Like, because you could say that America's economy is based on debt. That's still me going, hey, let me borrow this right quick, right? And I promise you, I'll pay you back, like, double. And then you go and you take that thing that you bought for this amount and you you make some kind of product out of it and you sell that for like triple so you could pay him back double and you make your money off. Like, come on. It's all about hustling. America's economy is is based off of hustling. When I was going and I was selling chocolate-covered strawberries, you know what the first questions I asked were? How many do you have? 19. How much did it cost to make them? About $30. Great. You can sell these for $2. How many strawberries? 19. 19? Man, fuck that. You better sell them strawberries box of what? Like, four of the motherfuckers for $6. I mean, we actually ended up selling five to this one peop- this one uh, couple, and they just gave us 20 bucks. See, y'all not thinking. Y'all not thinking like Americans, yo. <laughs> no, because the other thing is, is like people would balk at five. People were balking at five. For five for how many? For one. Like That's I said, we sick. literally had 19 chocolate covered strawberries. Alright, you gonna make me do this math real quick. If we sold them for $2 at 19, it'd be $38. Okay, so my way you make like $10 less. But. We also were like, we'll accept Venmo. Now you got me, you, now you just got me thinking about like how 
you could have maximized your profit <laughs> by having more than 19 strawberries for starters well yeah but even then i'm still thinking but you gotta think like an american son you have a limited amount of resources and you have to triple your profit <laughs> so how can you triple your profit by going to r slash outside and hearing how they uh they mine for their gold no they usually spend like eight hours a day just doing like menial you tasks. You triple your profit by owning the means of production, <laughs> sir. What? By picking. Ten. By picking your customers. You triple your profit by picking your customers. That is what you do. Just like these politicians gerrymander, you have to pick your customers. Who do you think is going to pay five dollars per chocolate strawberry? Because there are people out there that will pay $5 per chocolate oh, strawberry yeah. if you, you know, pick the right people. Yeah. yeah, but there also have to be enough of those people. I'm sure with 19 strawberries, all you got to do is find 19 people that'll pay $5 per strawberry. I'm sure there is some desperate... It was also cold when you didn't want to be out there that long. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but that's all a part of your determination, right? And... We're talking about people who are really determined at maximizing their profit at the least amount of risk assessment. WandaVision. So, is Vision only alive inside of the, the Hex? I'm trying to understand exactly whole, what Wanda's powers are, and I think she does have actual reality Wanda working powers. Wanda is broken, son. Yeah, let's start there. She Wanda only can... Like control reality within a certain area around her. I'm all for it, right? And it, I mean, maybe her powers are amplified by this uh, background cosmic radiation that's being put off. I'm waiting to see if it's being put off by her or if it's something she just stumbled upon, that kind of thing. Um, Vision's body irradiating after the soul stone was taken yeah, out? After the mind stone? Yeah, I mean, after he left the the field right like after he left out of the hex yeah he started like just disintegrating yeah that shit was wild so i'm gonna assume that yeah that that question i had been waiting to be answered vision probably is still dead and she's just and i don't think the kids are real and ooh, you don't think the kids are real no i i don't i don't think the kids are real i was going to say to make this really dark wanda has been Manipulating that whole town so she could gallivant around with Vision's corpse. Because if Vision dies in when he steps outside of the hex, then that means that nigga is still dead, which means she just animated his corpse so she could live out a sitcom. Wanda is playing Happy Homemaker with a dead body. Yeah, I don't think the kids are real. Wanda is playing... <laughs> Bewitched with a dead body, and I'm not gonna let you escape that, yo. I want it's necromancer. It, it makes her like freak out when she was like, you know, talking to him in the kitchen, and she imagined this nigga, or no, in the living room, and she imagines nigga with his eyes out. It it makes that like even stark because that's exactly what is happening at all moments, and it's extra weird because that's what she saw in uh, her brother when they were talking on the haystack. Remember? Yeah. So, so did she animate his corpse too? No, and here's the thing. 
Pietro is not taking any of this seriously. He's not taking any of it no, seriously. No, he's not, but that makes me wonder, like, what's going on with all of it? Because he's supposed to be dead, too. But, I mean, he also knows, like, everything that's going on, but he also... It seems like he knows more about Wanda's powers than maybe even Wanda does. Okay, feel me. Hear me out. Now, what if that's because she was having a hard time dealing with the fact with what she was doing and she needed somebody to talk to about it because even Vision is starting to catch on to it, right? And if you notice, the people in the town are becoming more, like, loose with acceptance of this reality. Yeah, I actually made note of the uh, the one neighbor who's on this neighborhood watch. He seems, like, fully cognizant. Of like what did, was actually yeah, like, did, happening. It was like, did he just... Dis- he just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to go with it as long as I get to be me. Yeah, but what if Wanda brought Pietro back to life so she could talk with herself about what she was doing through her brother, who would be the only person she would be comfortable with talking about what she was doing? And because she's living a sitcom with a corpse. She brought her corpse brother back to life to check her for what she was doing because he's the only one who can check her. So she's using him as a puppet to give herself therapy. Now, is this a hot take or is this what you believe is true? This is a hot take, but it's still kind of what I... It's my working theory. I mean, we're only one episode in with this nigga, so... And she did shoot him with the laser, which kind of makes me feel like maybe he's not really her brother it's wild it's wild like the kids develop the superpowers but they're told to not go past Ellis Avenue right Vision went and past Angie was stuck in the car at, at Ellis, Ellis Avenue because that's where the Wanda's powers cut off not even where maybe that's where her powers that's like the weak spot yeah right the people in the town go any further than that, then she risked them going outside of the hex. Because it's like within the parameters like of the perimeter of the hex. Then she extended it, <laughs> which let me... That know. was a great scene, by the way, because it just made me, re- it made me think of like every like tsunami scene in a movie. And instead of them just like getting washed and blown away, like they, they just all turned turn into clouds. In the, yes, they just turned into clouds. She's like, I'm tired of the circus act, son. This shit the fuck out of here. I told you, nigga. Bunch of clowns. Now, Clown emoji. Clown emoji. She's gonna have to wipe this nigga Vision's brain again. It doesn't. And the thing is, his Vision has no memory of anything before this. Who are the Avengers? <laughs> now, I asked you this earlier. What two movies were being played in the theater during the Halloween festival? Oh yeah, but you told me already. It was damn it, I forgot. It was The Incredibles and The Parent Trap. The Incredibles. And The Parent Trap. And like you said, those movies weren't even... They weren't out at the same time. They're both Disney movies, though, aren't they? I think so. And I'm assuming they're talking about the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Yeah, that's why I assume they were both Disney movies. That's funny. Oh, yeah, I'm... It's getting spicy. It's getting spicy. I'm waiting to see where this shit goes. Actually, let's think about that. So, The Incredibles is obvious, a super-powered family. Right? 
Yeah, but what about the... So you think there's a point to them, like, those being the two movies? I think there's some subtle nod, because what else is going on in The Parent Trap? They're tricking everybody. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I don't know. I don't know. It. I guess, to me... You know they're not just gonna, like, pick random movies to fucking throw up on there. It just makes me wonder, like, what's gonna... Like, where this shit is going, and how it's gonna all play out. Because then they announced that with Geraldine, her, like, molecular structure is changing because of how many times she's been inside and out of the hex. I think you actually might be right about the Vision Corpse thing, I come to think about it, because Vision wasn't at the fight in Endgame. No, I, see, I told you, and it makes this shit even darker because she's been laying in bed with that fucking corpse every night, yo. And she's been having animated arguments with a dead body. And it just makes me wonder, is Vision actually Vision, or is Wanda controlling Vision's mind? And if Wanda is controlling Vision's mind, then why is she allowing Vision to be, like, cognizant enough to realize that something isn't right? Well, for starters, Vision is a robot. It's all a lot. And I'm just waiting for the, you know, David Duchovny cameo. Yo, that one scene, I told you, I was like, now, just imagine David Duchovny as Agent Mulder right here. And you're like... Cause this is it, some, yeah, it's so fitting. Because this is some X-Files shit. This is totally some X-Files shit. And and you can absolutely seeing him get kicked out with Geraldine and Russell Park. Randall. Randall Park. Yeah, and Cat Dennings. Oh, man. It's... Yeah, this show is good. It's good. It's definitely worth the wait. I can't... I hope uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is just as good. And Loki. Eh. <laughs> I'm not really like I'm not a you know I'm not a Loki stan I'm not out here caping for Loki like that I think Loki's a good character I'm just apart from Thanos he's like the only noteworthy Marvel villain I guess you that's fair Ultron come and went Doctor do you think Strange Ultron is, like, is gone like Dormammu like I mean like no <laughs> <laughs> no, you did just disrespect Dormammu like I mean look I know he's wicked powerful but like <laughs> I'm a floaty face of fire who the fuck are you Andros do a barrel roll oh my god that was a Star Fox reference for all you people oh you zoomers out there I had to think for half a second what the name of the Star Fox villain was <laughs> I had I wonder if we have any people who would classify zoomers probably don't classify themselves as zoomers they probably prefer Gen Z, first and foremost, because that sounds way more edgy. I hated the term millennial. I'm fine with it. We could be called worse. That's it. I'm just fine with it. Oh, yeah, and then a couple other random things that I wrote on. Wanda just flat out saying, I'm going to magic you into a whatever. But oh, she just, her saying, I'm going to magic you into... Yeah, but... But what in reference to? Like, what do you mean? What was her She was talking about? to Pietro. Like, yeah. Yeah, she was just like, I'm going to magic you into, like, a pickle or something. Yeah, like I that. remember that. But, see... Her just acknowledging that, like, she has, like, magic. Oh. Oh, okay. I, I guess that's fair. Like, them dressed up in their golden era costumes was hilarious yeah. to me. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God that's not how they landed on in the actual movies and shit. But... On that note, we're going to take our final break and we'll be back to wrap things up in a little bit.
We got some final thoughts and shots from Doc. I mean, honestly, I just feel like rounding out what we were talking about, about when it comes to social media responsibility and, like, social responsibility in today's day and age. I think it's time, like you said, that we become more, like, reflective in the way we consume information and media in general. I think it's about time that we understand that you're entitled to your opinion, but you are also expected to be informed on your opinion. So if you are going to be loud about what it is you believe on this internet microphone that we call Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and shit, you better be ready to defend your position. You can't, you know, it's just like, you can't bring a product to market if it hasn't been tested and tried. And if you try to bring a product to market that has been tested and tried and it fails, then you are held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And that's what social media is. It is a data market. Like at the end of the day, even though you are, you know, it's like a fucking giant bazaar. I mean, Instagram is like one of the best examples of that shit. Yeah. Like you, you're here discussing and window shopping yeah politics and window shopping you know you're looking at memes of art and shit like that and yeah if you fucking steal from somebody you're gonna get checked for that shit by everybody in the market like if you fucking are cursing out some old lady you're gonna get checked for that shit by everybody in the fucking market like if you're cheating people that you're gonna get checked for that shit and it's i think it's dumb to continue to complain about cancel culture when cancel culture is not a thing like that in itself is a market like it is a way for people to brand themselves as edgy and outside of the box and non-normative like and yet bill marsh still hasn't been canceled because some people don't want that brand right like that's a risky brand to get into because then how do you you have to have like whole redemption arcs to escape that brief like you know boost in your cash revenue that you may get from people who are into those kinds of things but i think nowadays people are more empathetically conscious to other people's struggles and shit like that and some people are having a hard time adjusting to that because they really like that dark, edgy, like, you know, Christopher Nolan reboot <laughs> that we were living in. Yeah. Like, but that shit is over with. It's, you know, we're existing in a time period where it is at the utmost importance for us to come together to face our bigger problems because we're not going to solve the big issues until we come together and collectively attack the issue. Now, you were talking about social media as a brand. Jon Stewart joined Twitter recently, and he follows one account. Arby's. (laughs) He stays loyal to the brand. (laughs) Uh, But that's what you (laughs) had. That's wild. (laughs) I laughed for a good two minutes when I saw that. That is satire. Um, <laughs> well, The Daily Show was sponsored by Arby's. They just always would do, like, wow. like shitty Arby's. Like, we're sponsored by Arby's. 
The place you want to eat if you want to spend six hours on the toilet. <laughs> uh, that, but I mean, look. Everybody on the toilet with their phones now. <laughs> Following Arby's. Now, in fairness, Arby's is a good Twitter follow. I just feel like, what I was going to say, though, I feel like it is important nowadays while you're sitting on the phone <laughs> scrolling <laughs> as you should to be cautious about what it is that you are can what you hit the retweet button on Not, what you comment on what do you even what do you even spend the time and effort like reading like i guess read what you want for enjoyment but always remember to be objective and it is your duty to be reality. an informed citizen even now more so than ever that holds true and is relevant right because like i said with so much information at hand it is a objective and it's, it's it kind of hard to subjective. sort through that flood of information and that's why we're here to remind you guys that none of this is normal Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Oh, Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is time to 